Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today we're talking about apps and productivity with Lisa Wisner. Have you ever thought about the best ways to manage your time and tasks? Find out more on this inaugural episode of Women Connected. This is the Women Connected Podcast, where we believe that women can improve their personal and professional lives through technology. If you're ready to cut through the noise and learn exactly the tools you need to create your professional brand, be recognized, and keep up in today's fast-paced world, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Women Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Goodgame, Program Director at TBW, where we believe that women can improve their personal and professional lives through technology. Today, I'm excited to welcome Lisa Wisner to the show. Lisa has an amazing background. Born in Kenya, Lisa came to the U.S. on a golf scholarship representing Texas A&M University Corpus Christi's women's golf team. She had previously won the Kenya National Championship title, and she represented Kenya at regional and international championships. Today, Lisa is a social entrepreneur, an avid golfer, and a passionate children's technology education advocate. No stranger to technology and its power to transform lives, Lisa founded the internationally recognized organizations Texas Techies and Power Up to deliver science, technology, engineering, and mathematics education to at-risk students. When she isn't engaged in these important community-building activities, Lisa is a business performance advisor with Insperity. You may also recognize her from her performance on The Apprentice in 2010. Lisa, welcome to the Women Connected podcast. Thank you so much, Lisa. Wow, that was a great introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. So your background in technology is is very interesting and clearly it's important to your social action mission. How did you identify science, technology, engineering, mathematics as key issues for at-risk students? That's such a great question. I mean, thank you so much for having me on the show because I mean, part of the reason why I'm interested in technology is because I grew up around it. And after being a mother for the first time and trying to help my children learn and trying to help them you know, grow in this environment that we live in, I realized the power of technology in filling in those gaps or those spaces that I didn't feel like I was an expert in. And because of my love for my children, I was thrilled and excited to start what I started. So, you know, I started my Texas Techies organization and I felt it was so important because, you know, technology is one of those things that I think it's the great equalizer, you know. It gives everybody the opportunity to learn something and tell their story their way, whether it's a business, whether it's their personal life. I mean, we don't have a choice. We have to use technology. The question is, what will we do with it? And so my goal is providing opportunities where people understand how they're going to use technology as a tool 
and then secondly, being able to um, accelerate and explore, you know, more technology as early as possible. That way, they're capitalizing on the newness of it. That's great. It is absolutely something that we just can't get away from, whether we no. want to or not. It's part of our lives. It is. So, in thinking yeah. about <laughs> in thinking about how you have incorporated technology in your daily life, in your professional life. Could you describe Mm -hmm. a challenge for our listeners that you've had, particularly in your professional life, and how technology has helped you to solve it? Okay, many challenges. I guess life is really just about challenges and how you walk through them. And as it relates to technology, I feel for me, technology has always been that go-to thing, that go-to aspect of our lives that has helped me grow. I think technology for me, at least, you know, when we think about specific things, I mean, I just want to mention the growth of technology. And one specific thing that stands out in my head is keeping track of all the different tasks that I have going on. I mean, when you read my bio, it just sounds like, oh, my God, she has so much going on. How is she being able to do all these different things? And I'm doing it because I have technology, you know, backing me up. I feel like technology is my backup. So, for example, let's just talk about like, you know, note taking at a, you know, when you go to a meeting or whatever it is, you know, before technology, before I discovered my iPad and was able to have one, I used to have all these different notebooks and I would write all my notes in all these different places or I would try to carry my netbook with me everywhere I went and try to take notes that way. And, you know, the beauty of technology nowadays is you can sync pretty much everything you do with every where you're going to be. And when you think about, you know, we're talking about Texas businesswomen, we're talking about women trying to take their lives to the next level. It's really important to be able to be organized and be able to find things when you need them, not forget things, not go, oh my God, where is that notepad? You know, where did I leave that, you know, business card or whatever it was. Technology helps you become more organized, helps you be more focused. And that way you're able to get more done. Absolutely. Do you have a particular app that you really like for note-taking? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I do. I, I use Evernote exclusively. Evernote is, it's really my saving grace. I feel like a magician when I'm using it because my Evernote actually talks to so many other apps anyway. Anything I do in Evernote, whether I, t- I tag something or if I create a note on it or a particular task, if I create a task, something happens somewhere. Whether it's a trigger on my Trello or whatever it is, something happens to help me manage my life. I've gone through a lot of different note, I guess, note-taking apps. There's a lot out there, right? So you start off with the iPad, right? If you have an iPad, you start off with the basic, you know, notepad app. And then, you know, you graduate to all the others that everyone tells you about. I mean, I even downloaded and paid for things like Penultimate, you know, Smart Notebook. There's all these other ones out there. And I've just come back to Evernote because it just works great for me. Yeah, it seems productivity tools like that are really invaluable, for everyone, whether they're using them in a personal capacity or in a professional capacity. Do you find that you're using it for both? Yes. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because part of my life is, you know, thinking about how I can, you know, capitalize on the time I have. You know, we all get so much time in our day and you can't necessarily say, you know, there's that saying, you know, don't mix your personal life with your business life. And for me, I I can't do that because my personal life is my business life. My business life is my personal life. My family is affected by the business decisions I make. And so I'm fortunate to live in a household. I guess my family, my husband is just so tech driven, just like I am. So we actually use the technologies that I use in our personal lives. So when I have a task that's a family task, it shows up on Trello. It shows up on our Google Calendar, the family Google Calendar. You know, we have so many different ways that we're able to streamline our lives, our activities around our 
personal or around our professional lives. And I, I think that, you know, technology allows you to do that. It allows you to be able to have personal assistance running around in the background. But, you know, it's, it's a tool. It's a technology tool that's helping you be more organized. Can you talk a little bit about Trello and how that functions for you? Okay. The beauty of Trello, for me, Trello is, it's almost like having, imagine if you had many bulletin boards all over, right? But this is, these are virtual bulletin boards and you're able to literally have a sticky for every task you have to complete. And in those stickies, you're able to write checklists in there of what you have to do, what projects you have to do. You're also able to assign those different stickies to other people. So imagine being able to do that, but in a virtual environment. And imagine being able to have an unlimited amount of whiteboards all over you. And so anything that you're working on, any projects you're working on, they would just show up on your Trello board depending on what you do. So like, for example, for me, I have many different ways that I use my Trello board. I have it where if I'm working on a project, like, for example, I think the, the basic example I like to show people is, you know, your email. You, you might use email as your to-do list. A lot of people do that. They have their emails in there. And if somebody sent them an email, something they need to work on, they leave it in there until they finish that, Right. And for me, I feel like that's counterproductive because you're always going back to your email. You're always going back to your email. You're not really accomplishing anything if you're doing that. And so what I do is I actually forward every email that has a task assigned to it, something I have to complete. I just forward it to Trello. It shows up on Trello as a card, and then I move that card accordingly. Is it a five-minute task, a 20-minute task, a 40-minute task, whatever it is? It goes into those different gaps, and that way when I'm aligning my day in the morning, I can see you know, where are my priorities, how much time do I have in between meetings, what needs to be done. And and that, and I call myself a magician because of it, because I'm able to literally whiz through my email. I mean, I also use a, an app called Boomerang. I mean, that one's just fantastic, you know, but I'll tell you about that one later. But, you know, I think for Trello for me is, is that whiteboard wherever I want it. If it's on my iPad, if it's on my phone, if it's on my computer, it's right there with me all the time. I don't have to think, oh, I wish I was at work right now. With my whiteboards, no. It's there with me all the time. It's amazing how all of these productivity apps really just have turned into a digital format, the analog systems that we have been used to using for our entire lives, isn't it? it you know what? It's so funny because I think the, the, the core of being organized, the core of being productive, and the core of getting things done is understanding the systems. You might get all these tools. You, you may be able to download Trello and download and you know, get an iPad or whatever it is. But if you don't really understand the core of why you're doing that, it's not going to help, right? So if I don't understand the beauty of knowing that I don't have to go into my email to get my work done, you know, if, if, if you don't understand that, then you're not going to be able to use the tools. to the, you know, You're going to feel like you have all these you know, it's almost like having that tool belt and you have way too many of tools in there and you're going, which one do I use? I have like 10 hammers in here. Which one's going to get the job done? And, you know, understanding, first of all, how to be organized, understanding how to use a calendar. How do you, you know, sync a Google calendar with everything? You know, how, why is that important? Why is it important to organize your life? Why is it important to have productivity tools? If you don't understand that, then you're quickly going to turn your need for technology into a mess, right? You'll be hunting down things, forgetting which app it is that you wrote that note in and where did it go and, and what, you know, and then you go back to paper and then, you know, you're back to where you started. So I think just, you know, first of all, building good habits, being able to know what you want to do and how you want to do it is first key before you actually jump into understanding which technologies you want to use. I think that's such a good point. One of the things that I think we find ourselves doing sometimes as we're looking for new apps or new tools to solve a problem is 
we see something online or we see it mentioned in a tweet yeah. uh, uh-huh. where people say, oh, this is the best travel organizer app I've ever used. You should give it a yeah. try. And yeah. if it's free, great. But if it's a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine, all of a sudden you're sort of pausing and thinking, hmm, is that the one that's really going to work for me? And I found yes. myself doing that this summer. We had a lot of travel, and I tried mm-hmm. TripIt and a number of others. And it's really it takes a lot of investigation sometimes to find just the right app to meet your need. Right. It does. And, you know, I think the at least for me, right, I've always been one of these people who I'm not afraid to try something. If you tell me that this is going to do this, well, I'm ready to try it out and see what happens. And sometimes the developers of the apps or developers of the technology, you know, they're also trying something new. You know, they're also trying to make it work. So it might not work for the situation you want, but you're not going to know what's going to work if you're not trying. Right. So like, I'm sure now you found the best travel app, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean, the value of that is you can tell a story to people you know, and tell them, look, I was trying to figure out a travel app. I went through all these and this is the one that worked for me. You know, I think, I mean, part of what I think this podcast that you put together is fantastic because it'll help people kind of see through all that noise, right? Because right now I am so curious to know which app you decided to use because I haven't had the, I guess I haven't delved into trying to find the best travel app. So I think, yeah, the beauty of it is just being able to jump in there, you know, and try all these different. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Different things. Exactly. Well, I will say the one yeah. that I did settle on was TripIt. And I think there okay. is a small charge for it, but it sounds mm-hmm. like it works a lot like Trello, where you just forward emails to the TripIt address and it will Uh add them to your itinerary, but it's also smart. And once you've connected your email address, it searches Uh your email periodically. And when it finds new travel related information, it will automatically add them to your itinerary. So that's a really cool feature. I think that is cool. I use trip case. So yours just sounds way cooler. (laughs) I think it's kind of of a new one. So it's definitely worth checking out. So when thinking about technology, do you consider yourself an early adopter or are you more likely to take a wait and see approach before trying something new? I am for sure an early adopter. I mean, like seriously, an early adopter. (laughs) I'm one of those people that, you know, I hear about it. I'm subscribed to all these things, right? New app, whatever it is. I I love Vodio. I don't know if you've heard of Vodio. It's this app that lets you watch videos online, kind of pulls in from all the different feeds. And I love it because it actually has a channel on there that's just tech. And I am an early, early adopter for sure. I'll go out there and I'll download all these apps. I mean, if you look at my iPad, you'll think that, oh my God, I think she's got like every single app in the app store. I do. And of course I have different, you know, categories for the ones that I'm using all the time. But I think in many situations I have seen myself and quite frankly, the people I surround myself with as early adopters. And that helps a lot. You know, I see us as trendsetters because sometimes like I'll tell people about something and they won't, they won't want it. They won't want it or they won't be using it. And then, 
then a year or two later, everybody's like, oh, you know, I love this app and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's it's the beauty of being able to embrace that technology early for me that that gives me that rush, you know, like, oh, I was there before they got big. You know, there's an app, there's a, a website that I love. And right now I'm just so blessed because I have introductory pricing with them and, and they charge quite a bit now because I was one of the people who actually adopted their system first. You know, mm-hmm. I was one of the ones who helped them kind of, you know, go through that beta stage. You know, when they went through all the mess with me, but I knew, I knew from when I, when I started using it that, oh my God, these guys are awesome. You know, whoever these developers are, they're in my head and they're doing everything that my head wants them to, you know, and they've built this platform that actually they got bought out by SurveyMonkey. I mean, they grew a company, right? And there were just some guys developing a software. And right now I have introductory pricing. I have pricing that I mean, they charge way more than I'm getting. And that's the beauty of being an early adopter. You get in on almost all the cool stuff early and, you know, you get to find out about it before the general public does. It's really good being there from the very beginning. It's really kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds like it. So there was another tool that you had mentioned that you really like called Boomerang. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Boomerang is so fantastic. It syncs to pretty much every email system you might have. So like... For example, I use Gmail and I also use Outlook. So my boomerang will help me. Like if I'm reading an email and I feel like, okay, I don't actually need to be doing anything on this email until maybe three hours from now. Or I am wanting this email to be sent out a week from now. I want this person to get this reminder. Boomerang allows you to do that. So for example, if I'm... You know, I'm going through my emails real fast and I know I'm not going to do any action on those or they don't necessarily need to go to Trello. So I'll literally boomerang them and then they won't come back to me until I tell them to. So my email inbox is always zero email inbox. (laughs) So I love it because it allows me to just literally say, okay, send me this email two hours from now. Or I hit send instead of hitting send, I hit send later with the boomerang. And if it's an, if I'm, I work late at night, right? So I'm very, I'm working really late. So it's sometimes at midnight or sometimes I work up or wake up early and it's like three o'clock in the morning when I'm working. I don't necessarily want my clients and the people I work with seeing that, oh my gosh, she sent emails at three o'clock in the morning. You know, it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's actually more effective if they get the emails when they get to work, right? You know, they're going to read them as soon as they get there. And I can boomerang my emails and I can boomerang my activities that I'm doing to actually get sent when I want them to. And I think it's free until, you know, you get 10 boomerangs for free and then you have to pay for it. And it's a real nominal fee. But, you know, it's just the beauty of being able to whiz through your email. I think the bottom line is, you know, sometimes I feel like I've conquered email, you know, and that's like the biggest deal. Sometimes, you know, you you might get 100 emails. You were talking about traveling. I'm sure when you came back, you probably had a like a whole slew of them to go through. And sometimes with boomerang, you're able to just, you know, you know, think of a boomerang, right? In Australia, you just throw it and it comes back. It's the same concept, exact same concept. That sounds like an amazing tool. And I think that's something that we'll definitely look at for the future with TBW as something to use for a tech tip for our audience, uh, because that sounds like a really great resource. As we start to wrap up here, Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any key advice for women who are nervous about adopting something new? When you think about women, right, where we like to talk about stuff, right? I like to share. I like to share like, oh, my God, that was so cool. My husband knows that because if I find something, oh, no, he's going to hear about it. And, and I he better go try it out, too. Right. <laughs> and I think the beauty of that is helping women to understand that 
you know, right now, you know, the space of technology, the space of being tech is really kind of cool, you know, especially if you're a woman. I grew up as being, you know, one, the only girl in the classroom who was in a computer science class or one of two, you know, that when I graduated my computer science degree, I mean, literally there was two girls in my class, you know, out of 40. And you, you have to think about the fact that that's, that might be a reason why, you know, maybe some women feel like, oh, no, 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 you know, I'm just going to keep going in the normal pace. But it's important to realize that, you know, I, at my nonprofit organization is really focused on, you know, providing that science, technology, engineering, math for children. But, my, you know, my main focus is really girls and supporting women, you know, because I feel like that is part of, you know, nation building. Part of nation building is helping people embrace change. And technology is one of those things that has brought change. And if you're able to embr- embrace technology, if you're able to take that leap and try something new, that actually speaks highly about your gen- your general outlook in life in general. You know, you're going to be able to take risks. You're going to be able to, you know, jump, jump and take that new business idea. Adopting how somebody adopts technology for me is a true measurement of how they're able to take on challenges in their lives. If the technology comes on and you feel like, oh, no, I don't want to be a part of that or, oh, no, you know, my business is doing just fine. We don't need that automated system. You know, that is for me a, a message that you're not willing to take your business to the next level. You're not ready to learn about these new things that can help you be more, make more money, you know, affect your bottom line in your business or in your in your personal life. So, you know, I would just say to women, you know, if you want to get ahead, technology is not going anywhere. You don't have a choice. You have to use it. And and because I feel like it's a great equalizer, why not have that competitive advantage that you're looking for by being the one who adopts the technology before anybody else? I think that that is just fantastic advice. We hear so much about the gender gap in technology. Yes. yes. And it seems like it really is the way that women can become greater producers, more effective in the workplace, more effective with their families, adopting yes. technologies that really can can make a difference for themselves. Yes. I'm glad you brought up the gender gap because, I mean, for me, you know, I feel like it's a mindset. I don't think that it has anything to do with men, women, or I think it's just, you know, thinking through things through and understanding how being high tech can help you take yourself to the next level. But, you know, I also believe that, you know, in reality, you know, we may be talking right now and some someone might be listening going, well, that's not true. I know a lot of women who use technology and that's not fair to, you know, put all women in one category. But, you know, when you do the research and you show and you see the numbers of the adopters of technology and, and especially when you think about, you know, nations where there's not that it's not equal, you know, women and men, you know, especially in, um, in, in, in the rest of the world where, you know, you might imagine that a woman is not as able to maybe run a, a business, you know, without having, for example, her husband, you know, her husband has to come along. If she's going to run a business, she can't just have a business on her own. We have to understand that it's a big deal. And so if we're able to put that focus on it, where women use technology, you know, use it to take yourself to the next level, you know, they talk about, you know, women don't make as much money as men, you know, in, in, the, in the corporate world. And, and part of that has to do with its reality. We may not like to hear it, but that's the reality. So, you know, when we talk about the, the gender gap, I love, I love those topics because it's, it's all about just helping people understand what the reality is versus what their perceived reality is. You may think that because you're using it, that other people are using it. And that's just not the truth. You know, we have to be able to spread that message and let people know that we have to build that equality for women across the board. I think that's such a good point from where we sit here in the United States, where really most people have access 
to technology. Yes. They may not yeah. always have a smartphone or have a notebook computer on their desk, but through schools, through libraries, through programs, and of course, through personal technology, we really are sitting in such a lucky position. And I think that your point about women across the globe not necessarily having those same abilities to access technology right. is really a fundamental thing for us to think about. Yeah. And, you know, technology, I like sometimes I, when I speak, I like to say that, you know, technology gives new meaning to what, you know, we say girl power, you know, girls are powerful. And I like to say technology gives new meaning to that because, you know, it's commonly believed that men, you know, are the ones who are tech, you know, oh, it's computers, you know, men are going to do that, you know. And I think like, think about Pinterest. Okay. Who do you think uses Pinterest the most? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just ballooned, right? It's just grown. And I think the the power of Pinterest has to do with women telling stories, sharing ideas. You know, that's the beauty of technology. That's why technology has grown the way it has, because, you know, we're just wired that way. We're wired to be community. And we, we engage with our community. We engage with our families. We engage with each other, you know, more. And I feel like that's the reason why some of those, you know, websites and some of the, the corporations that, you know, that are, that are out there that are run by women, they're able to stay like that because of the way we're wired, the way we are, the experiences we've had. Exactly. And technology in so many ways is really things that I think we don't necessarily think about as technology anymore. I mean, technology, when we were growing up, was an IBM mainframe computer in a giant room, right? And now, <laughs> right. And now it's 20 apps on your cell phone. And I think sometimes women don't necessarily think about that as technology that they're engaging right. with because it has just become such part and parcel of our everyday lives. Right. It's 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 completely surrounded us. I mean, I, you can't do anything nowadays without technology. It's it's almost ridiculous to say that you're not using technology. Lisa, it's been so great to speak with you today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience in order to help them really navigate our fast-paced world? I think part of, you know, understanding the fast-paced world is understanding, you know, for me, children is important. And children are growing up as what they call digital natives. And they should, you know, we should be able to embrace that that part of them. And so for me, I feel like as a woman, as a businesswoman, it's important to embrace technology, not only to take your business to the next level, but your family as well. It's important for your family to see that you're embracing technology. And you never know what you might stumble across that will help you address those challenges and help take, a, take the next step in, in helping your business grow. That's such great advice. Thanks again for joining me today. It's really been a pleasure to have you on the Women Connected podcast. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's, it's been a pleasure. The Women Connected podcast was brought to you by TBW and the TBPW Foundation, underwriter of many of our training and leadership development programs. For more information about TBW membership and our upcoming events, please visit our website at tbwconnect.com. This podcast was produced with the assistance of Authority Engine. We hope you'll join us next time on Women Connected. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.